Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Finding Peace Within podcast. I am your host, Ms. Lisa L. Dalton. Now, the Finding Peace Within podcast was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And how do you do that? You do that by studying the Word of God, doing the necessary work that you need to do to find your peace within. It is a journey, may I say that. Now, if this is your first time visiting the podcast, I wanna say welcome. If you are a repeat guest, welcome, welcome back. If you would like to connect with me on all social media outlets, I say this, just Google my name, Lisa L. Dalton, and you will find me there. You can find my website, findingpeacewithin.org. And on the website, you can find my books, you can find previous podcasts, you can go back and listen to all my Lisa Six and Threes, which are my morning motivations that I post on all my social media outlets, which gives you a little hope for the day, gives you a little hope for today. I want you to get your pens and your pads as we take this journey to finding peace within together. Hello guys, and once again, welcome back to the Finding Peace Within podcast. I know y'all have already had heard the introduction, but I'm going to say, hey, once again, I'm glad you're here. There are hundreds of podcasts out there that you could be listening to, but you chose the Finding Peace Within podcast, and I thank you for that. Hey guys, we we talked to Miss Joretta King last week. We ran out of time and I was like, Joe, Joe, we gotta bring you back on. Joe, you got we gotta bring y'all. Y'all know we're talking about the book Leech on Colored Clothes. This is Joretta's Joretta's first book, and I'm singing first because this there's gotta be a part two. And some more of her journey of how man she has endured um, some stuff in life but god's grace but god's grace so we're here to um go back through the book we're gonna start um not where we stopped at because we were kind of all over the place but we're gonna go through each chapter and we're gonna talk about these experiences that joretta has had and how the lord has brought her out tremendously has blessed her amazingly and we're just glad to have her right back in the house and it looks like um yeah jojo you ready girl you ready <laughs> she better like she ready she ready <laughs> hey jojo Pizza. how you doing sweetheart i'm good i'm good i'm so good how are you i'm wonderful good. thank you jojo for agreeing to come back so we oh, can thanks finish for back. telling this story guys i'm telling you if you haven't gotten joe's book Bleach on Colored Clothes, a memoir, memoir by my friend, my classmate, Miss Joretta King. You got to go to Amazon and pick it up. And it's also in Barnes & Noble, right, Joe? On, the, on Barnes & Noble. Uh, online. Online, yeah, not yeah. in the stores, yeah. BarnesandNoble.com. <laughs> this is the story of Joe's life and her and her brother sean and her parents and everyone that's been connected to her um man god has done an amazing thing for her for her family um he's brought her and her children back together and we give them all the glory for that yes so joe what's been going on since i talked to you last (laughs) (laughs) what's been going on yeah i'm i'm still working and 
doing my facial stuff and get, still getting a lot of great feedback from people who have read the book and then they're referring it to people. So it's making its way out there in the world. Um, and I'm just thankful to everyone who has referred it, who has read it. And, um, and you, you know, people I get, and, and what I love about it is that people are giving me so much feedback. You know, everybody has something different that they got from it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Yeah. So. We, where we stopped at last time, I don't even re- actually remember um, where we stopped at, but I have our cue cards today uh-huh. to be sure I covered certain things in the book yes. that I know we did not get to last week because I feel they are so important um, to share uh-huh. to give us a better picture of what you endured, you know, as a child and then as a uh-huh. teenager, then a young adult uh-huh. and then becoming an adult. Right, and, you know, and your children, and, and all those relationships that you had, had. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I am dying again. I I believe I can read the book again. I did a, a cliff notes on it a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and um, I can read it again. I really can. It, it is just that good, y'all. It is just that good. But Thank before you. we start, we're gonna open up with a quick word of prayer, and then we're gonna mm-hmm. dive into this book. Okay. Yes. Lord, we thank you for this day. We honor your name. We praise you, O oh God, for who you are in our lives. We thank you for this time of sharing today. Uh, as we continue to discuss Joretta's book, Bleach on Colored Clothes, a memoir, as she has shared the victory that she has today from being an overcomer for the things of the past. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Now, I'm not sure if you got the book in front of you, but you know, yeah. I, I I wrote, I, I got four. And if you tell me what's on page 59, I wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> of any of them. You know, I wouldn't know what's on there. But I do, I do want to, um, I do want to go back to the emotional and physical abuse that you endured. Mm-hmm. Um, and and those of you who are watching the podcast and are listening to it, I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. However, I'm reading what Joretta wrote in her book, okay? <laughs> so if you say, Lord, Sister Lisa is on the podcast cussing, I'm just reading a book. <laughs> I don't make me mad Joretta. I'm gonna read this. Um, I'm gonna prefix this with this. Um says, Hey baby girl, I got the TV fix. I wasn't expecting to see Howard, but it was good to have the TV back. And that's because Howard took the TV somewhere. Did he pawn the TV? Yeah, I talked about that later that I found out that he pawned it. <laughs> and he pawned the TV, but he went and got it back. Right. And so um, so you were excited because you miss you missed watching the electric company, the Brady Bunch, and the Partridge family. Of course, I remembered all those, all of those yeah. um, those shows from childhood. Yeah. So you as and I'm gonna paraphrase. Uh-huh. Um you you love the way um they dress you said um they made drunk look sophisticated 
I thought that if my parents were going to continue to drink, then perhaps they should do it with a little more style in class. Yeah. Because, they, you know, they drinking out bottles and red cups. That ain't how <laughs> sophisticated drinking go. Drink, um, dress up and speak intellect intelligently because ignorance was running rampant during their conversations because they talking crazy every time <laughs> i heard a big word used on a soap opera i didn't know the meaning of i looked it up in the dictionary and shared it with bert and bert y'all is her mom but she calls mm -hmm. her mom bert my hope was to show her how to be a classy alcoholic uh -huh. now how yeah. you be a classy alcoholic like miss chancellor on young and the restless exactly <laughs> <laughs> yes, like Miss Casper <laughs> on the young and the restless, and, and the rest of them who were drinking and you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but your mama wasn't having it. This oh no, she said. You said no matter how much I tried to refine them, they did the exact opposite. So how old were you at this point, Joe? Mm, I had to be between. You were, you, yeah, you were nine, yeah. 10, 11, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, 11. wow, you're trying to make your mama a class. So, at nine mm -hmm. and 10, your mind is on if you're gonna do it, at least be doing it in style. It's still, yeah. as opposed to, you know, playing with dolls, you know, outside playing in the dirt, uh -huh. you know, playing with babe because we had baby dolls and we had yeah. um, paper dolls back then, uh -huh. you know, right. here you are trying to enhance your parents' drinking. Right. This is what your right. mother, this is what your mother said. Mm -hmm. I poured a little bit of liquor into a glass and mm -hmm. gave it to Bert. You doing? Bert yelled at me. Mm -hmm. That's how they drink on the soap propers, I explained to her. Give me that damn bottle, Bert ordered me. Bert snatched the pint of Smirnoff vodka out of my hand and took a big swig. Bert wasn't playing with me. Tears welled up in my eyes as I walked away. It really hurt my feelings when she talked to me like that. I felt responsible for her actions and believed it was my job to fix it. If I could find out the reason for her drinking, maybe I could. Nine years old, mm -hmm. ten years old, and your mother says, first of all, she calls you a B. Uh -huh. And she says, get the F out of her face. Uh-huh. How does it I mean what because I put that you know emotional uh -huh. in physical abuse. Yeah, and it was, yeah, yeah. All because yeah. you you thought you were doing something good. Uh-huh. Right. Right. For your mom. Right. Do you remember what your response was at that time of you know your tears? And I do have it here. You, you know, you said you prayed hard to God to please help your mama and daddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. At nine yeah. and 10, praying for your mom mm -hmm. and your dad. Right. Probably even before then, you were praying that God would do something right. different in their lives, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. meant something different was going to happen for you guys. Right, right. Where was yeah. Sean during this time? I always ask, where where's Sean at? Where's Sean? You know what? Sean was Sean was outside a lot. Sean okay. stayed outside a lot. He played with sticks and he mm -hmm. fought, he fought sticks. He would 
be outside, like on the ground, like really punching. He would get all these branches from wherever. And he would just literally just be on the ground, like fighting them and punching them. So it was probably something that he was acting out that he saw, obviously, yeah, yeah in the house. And yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. what I just thought about. That was his mm -hmm. way of um, acting out the emotions. Yeah. Yeah, he was experiencing not even knowing how to express right. it. I mean, who, who, right. who, who is he going to tell? Right, you know, right. That I'm angry yeah. because my parents are fussing and fighting and cussing. Right, right. On page 63, you talked about a dream. Um, you wanted to go to Livingstone College. Limestone. Limestone, Livingstone. <laughs> That's in Statesville, North Carolina. So <laughs> tell us about that because... Your mother wasn't having that either. No, she, they were so far gone and the alcohol had taken over and over, they had no control, you know, because whenever you have any type of problem, whether it be with alcohol, drugs, mm -hmm. or whatever addiction you have, it really dictates your behavior. Yeah. And unless you are strong enough uh, or willing to, want the help and try to figure out how can I get better? How can I be better? Then the, the alcohol is just going to control you. So she, she, by the time they got to this, this point, because early on, of course, you see her engaging with me and her caring about schoolwork and mm -hmm. introducing me to books. And she read a lot herself. She read the, um, What's it called? The it wasn't the weekly read. I think I was in school. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. She read that a lot. Yeah. So I saw her reading. So I that was I'm I'm thinking where I got my love for reading from. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, loving school, feeling like I was smart, being told I was smart, and um, just wanting to learn. I'm just a lover of learning. And still to this day, there's so many things that I didn't learn that I want to learn. Mm -hmm. And I just loved, I just loved school. So when I was on my way back with my sister, mm -hmm. um, we were on our way back and I saw Limestone College. I, I just really first fell in love with just the campus itself, you right. know, just how beautiful it was and everything. And, and uh, I didn't really think much about what I wanted to do. I knew, um, but you were in the sixth grade. You said yeah. I was in the sixth grade and had to start yeah. thinking about what I wanted to do yeah. after graduating high school. I'm like, <laughs> I ain't even had a period. Yeah, you talking about graduating high school. Yeah. Because right. I, I love the library course. So I was like, well, maybe, you know, I'll be a librarian or, you know, I don't know. It's just, I just knew I wanted to go to college. That's, that was my thing. I was like, I, I, I have to go to college. So, yeah. And then you tell your mom about the college. And yeah, I was excited about it. So I was thinking that maybe she would be excited too. But uh, of course, that wasn't the response. <laughs> no, you said, um, I don't want to hear. Then said, you can go to hell if you want to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're excited because you have, I have a dream, mama. This is what I want to do. And you're sharing mm -hmm. it like most of, you know, kids do. Right. Well, first yeah. of all, parents are asking, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
Right. You know, where do you want to go to school? And especially if you have older, and you did, you had older siblings. Uh-huh. And so you wanted to be better as well. You wanted to go to school. You saw a school and you wanted right. to share because just perhaps mama would get excited about me going uh-huh. somewhere and would change. Uh-huh. But that is not what she said. No, no. That is not what mm-hmm. she said. Then you said, um, she made it clear that I was a burden. Like the like the girl who was bullying me or the man across the hall who showed me his dingling when uh-huh. he saw me go to the bathroom by myself. Uh-huh. She, she blamed me for everything that was going wrong in her life. She talked about how stupid and dumb my daddy was and how she hated she had children from him. And this is the part that just literally broke my heart. She told me I was mm-hmm. harsh, harsh words. Yeah. Yeah. So, of mm. course, you can imagine, you know, what a child feels like, what anybody feels like, even as an adult, somebody say mm. something to you, you know, it hurts. It, it hurts. Yeah. And it's almost saying I should have just had an abortion. Right. I should have just let you go. I just throw you away. Uh huh. Because uh-huh. you, know, you you ain't worth nothing anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you did not allow those. I mean, you had to survive, you know, later on. And we talked about that the last yeah. time, you know, about being 13 and you guys being homeless. But I believe somewhere down this side, you knew you were going to have to do it yourself. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I did. And but then also, I really held on to the hope that something would shake them up. I mean, my my parents, something would shake them up and say, hey, you know, you you got to get it together. Yeah. Yeah. So. But that that didn't happen. No, it didn't. It didn't. Let's move to. Your mom didn't even tell you about having a, a cycle. Right. And so what what grade were you in? I was just starting ninth grade. Was it wait a minute? No, 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 not ninth grade. Se- was it seven? seventh? Seventh grade. grade. Yeah, seventh grade, yeah. Seventh grade. So you yeah. get your cycle. Uh-huh. <laughs> and somebody else had to tell you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like yeah. every mom should be there to talk to their daughters about right. that so important experience. Absolutely. Coming uh-huh. into womanhood. And I can remember the days, you know, many of us girls, you know, will have an accident at work and we will, you know, put a sweater around ourselves and uh-huh. you know, and go home and obviously mom would know what happened by that time, but uh-huh. you didn't even have that support. No. No, not at all. Mm. You know, my heart was bleed. My heart was bleeding because there was so much a part of your life. Um, yeah, you see, <laughs> a towel was served as a pad that night, and the next morning I saw Loretta and asked if she had another pad I could borrow. The following day, she brought me my own box of Kotex. She did. She did. Yeah. yeah. And that's Miss Loretta. We just recently talked. We had that conversation. We recently talked about that. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, has she read your book? Yeah, she did. She did. And then, and guess what? I found out that we're related. What? <laughs> you and Miss Loretta related. Yeah, we're related. So, I, so her grandmother, Miss Almeida. What's her last name? <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> I mean, I've already told it now, but anyway. But yeah, her grandmother was my grandmother's aunt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Your grandmother was your grandmother's aunt. So y'all like so, distant cousins. Yeah, I don't know what, what number. I don't know if Way it's down the there. Fifth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. Oh my God. <laughs> that's that's wow. But you know, God has rams and bushes that we don't even know about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, mm -hmm. even with the circumstance, Miss Loretta became a saving grace for you. Yes. Yes. Um, page 76, you and Mr. John. And I thought about Mr. John after we um, did our first um, recording. Uh -huh. How something so precious for, for any woman, and that's intimacy. Uh -huh. um, you know, was taken from you by Mr. John. And not uh -huh. only not only were you 13 and alone, you were with uh -huh. a grown man who was married with children. Right. Now I'm going to make y'all laugh. And he had one leg. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what the what? <laughs> Mr. John got one leg? What the what? You, you, you be big man with one leg. Oh my goodness. Yo, rather, <laughs> tell friend. me. And I know, you know, we got to make a hum humor with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell me the moment you saw Mr. John's leg on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. John. <laughs> Y'all, Mr. John had one leg. Okay. <laughs> Mr. John. <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> you are crazy <laughs> yeah so and you know it was when you I, I, the first time I honestly I was so traumatized I I, I my eyes were closed the oh. majority of the time so I didn't even Did you it was almost like it was an I, I was frozen so I didn't notice it but the uh, second time it was you know it was I got out of the the bed and then I saw this prosthetic, <laughs> prosthetic. I stopped, stepped on this prosthetic leg. I'm like, what on the leg. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mr. John had a prosthetic leg, y'all. Mr. John had a prosthetic leg. So, okay. so maybe he didn't take it off. Well, I, he could not have. I guess he couldn't have taken it off the first time because I would have clearly realized I, I would have known. Yeah. Not that it would have mattered about, you know, the sex because you would, you don't even know you're 13, you know, is all you know. And I was like, dang, Mr. John, you got one leg. You're trying to be like all that with one leg, you know, really do. You know, 
<laughs> okay. So you and Mr. John became, how long did this relationship last? Oh gosh. Um, so probably a good three, four years, maybe. What? There were, there were yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, off and on. Off, yeah. Booty yeah. It, his, booty, <laughs> his booty calls. Yeah. <laughs> his, his booty calls. Because Mr. John had more than one booty to call. But oh, you, of course. You probably was the younger yeah. booty to call. Yeah, I was. Well, I'm <laughs> assuming I was out there. <laughs> no telling who Mr. John was wooing. Oh, and yeah. He was wooing you at 13. He probably oh, done it before. You oh, know yeah, because it was, yeah. Yeah. You you were not the first. Yeah. <laughs> but your mama, your mama knew about Mr. John. Yeah, they knew. She and my father. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, um, on the way there, a lady and two little girls were walking. Oh, this is when you had the encounter with Mr. John's wife. Tell us right. about that. Yeah, so yes, I'm I'm I can tell you exactly where it was. I was right there. At the corner, getting ready to go around the corner where Miss Pearl's store was. Yes. And, and the house that was on the corner, that house was, uh, there was a man, What I don't know if they called him, maybe Bo Pooler, Mr. Pooler. I think it Mr. was a Pooler. He lived on the corner. So it was like right between his house and, and Miss Pearl's store. And I was walking and, you know, minding my business. And then this lady is coming towards me and... The you know the good thing about our intuition and about um, that small still voice mm -hmm. is that it it is a um, it's like it alerts us it is it's it lets us know when something's not right mm -hmm. we can feel it in our gut that you know so I was starting to get a little uneasy because as I'm walking towards her she coming close towards me with her two daughters. I can tell she's got this really mean look on her face and she's just like staring me down, like looking a hole through me. And I'm trying to figure out like, who is this hurt lady and why is she looking at me like that? So as I got closer, she came directly into my face. Like she was so close to me, you know, her nose could have touched mine, but she was so close to me. And that's when she um, mentioned that I was the little bee who she heard was, you know, effing her husband and, <laughs> Then, then I see the little girls picking up rocks, and then next thing I know, I'm being hit by rocks, oh and then throwing God. rocks at me. Yeah, and oh she thought God. it was so. Yeah, and she she didn't hit me. She never put her hands on me. But I guess she said, "Well, it's okay for them to do that." <clears throat> mm. So yeah. yeah. Wow. So you so his wife approaches you, uh -huh. and did, did that end the relationship? No. Oh no, because he told you. Uh -huh. Oh, don't worry take about care it. Of that. it. That's right. He yeah. was going to take care of it. And he took yeah. care of it. Well, whatever took taking, took care of it meant, whatever that meant, I don't know. But he it said he would take care of it. I'm seeing it. No, no. I mm -mm. want to go. I want to go to Miss Holly. Or uh, do we want to talk about, I want, let's talk about the rape because AC. Okay. AC was supposed to be a friend. He was well, a friend. He well, yeah. He was he was someone who the two friends I hung out with knew. Mm -hmm. I knew of him because I mentioned that his mother 
was a member of Nathan Temple Church. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he, he quote, walks you home, but he rakes you. He that was yeah what he said he would do. He would walk me home, which I had no home to go to. And that was one thing I didn't want. I was embarrassed about not knowing I had nowhere to go. So I mm -hmm. didn't want him to know that because I thought he was really, you know, innocently was going to walk me home. But then I was like, no, thank you. I'll walk. I'm OK. And as I proceeded to open the door, he shut the door and. um yeah. He raped you. Yeah. You said he ripped every piece of clothing from my body and threw me on the bed. Mm -hmm. I'll be right back and you better not move. He returned mm -hmm. with ropes and tied my hands and feet to the bedpost. Mm -hmm. How old were you then? Uh, because you were homeless at this time. Yeah, I had to have been maybe 15, 16. Yeah, probably 15, 16. You said, are you going to rape me and kill me? <laughs> he said, you want me to rape you and kill you? Well, you raped me. You just didn't kill me, but you killed uh -huh. my spirit. Uh -huh. That's what you did. Uh -huh. You killed my spirit. So uh -huh. now, so now you have experienced rape, not just from an old man. Now here it is. Another man uh -huh. has, what do you think? And I probably can answer that, but I want you to, to tell me what do you think contributed to the attraction um, for men to feel like they could do that? Well, I well, for men, men who do that, they've done that before. So I'm mm -hmm. I know there were at least three of the men who I know I was raped by had raped other women and who had mm. attempt work of girls at that, that, that time who had raped other girls. Cause I've mm. had conversations with them and I've had conversations with girls during that time who said that there was one of the men who or tried or attempted to rape them, but they got away. So if a man does that, He's been doing that. I'm not the only one. I wasn't the right. only one that, you know, that's just what they were doing. Wow. Because that's just who they are. That's who they are. That's uh -huh. who they are. Uh -huh. um, you mentioned Miss um, Holly. Uh-huh. Who is Miss Holly? And what was she to you? Oh, okay. You know, for a minute, because I, I, you know, I changed names and I then know, I had to think. Like, okay, because I, because I, when I started writing, I was using real names. I was like, well, no, I want to keep some people private. And um, yeah, she was just she lived. Uh, actually, she lived next door mm. to who I talked about, Tony, who I really, really loved, who I fell in love with. Yeah. And she was his neighbor. So I got to know her through her son. And yeah. uh, I would go over there and just sit and talk to her. And she was just such a beautiful woman inside and out. And just, mm -hmm. I just, she just smelled so good. And I just loved <laughs> just being around her because she just smells so good. And she sold Avon like a lot of women yeah. do. And, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, and I just, just, it was, I was just really mesmerized by just really classy, beautiful mm -hmm. women mm -hmm. and um, who, you know, carried themselves with, you know, class and grace and, 
Um, mm. And so she just really, she just talked to me a lot. She, she, she gave me a lot of advice that I did not follow. <laughs> right. Because she put you out because you didn't come home. Wait a minute. Like no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said hot. Okay, okay. There are two women and there are two ladies in there. One that I thought that you were talking about. So you're talking about the lady who put me out. Yeah. that You got her oh, name was Miss Holly. Why are my things okay. outside? I told oh, you to be I'm here. I'm so sorry. So yeah, we're gonna have to clear this up because that wasn't the one you were talking about. I I thought I checked. I thought I used her as Miss Holly too, but that's okay. Yeah, that's but anyway, okay. and, and I don't have a book for me. But oh yeah, that oh so she was a she was a member of the church and yeah, she yeah, said that yeah. she, wanted, she was lonely. She wanted somebody to stay with her, and I could stay there. She had a really nice place, and but she yeah, obeyed the rules. She she well, she said six o'clock. And I thought, well, okay, you know, I'm just a few minutes late. She but she meant six o'clock. She meant six of five fifty-nine. <laughs> Don't let the lights catch you out at night. And then you end she up having to um kind of lean on Laura again. So now you Yeah, Laura. The the whole life of prostitution kind of just went all full fledged at that point. Oh yeah, because Laura was like, you, you know, she, she was a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> she taught you how to have good cookies. <laughs> Yeah, Laura. Yeah, Laura was um she was she was uh my coach. <laughs> she was your life coach. <laughs> but evidently <laughs> I ain't gonna go there. I was saying, what in the <laughs> you girl, y'all just gotta read the book. Y'all just gotta read the book. Y'all gotta read the book. Okay, so let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Mm -hmm. Chapter mm -hmm. three. Um, <laughs> you got pregnant by PJ. Yeah. Yeah. Now, PJ is your first love. No, that wasn't my first love. No, it was your first P love. PJ was somebody who, he was just, a, he was just really nice random. to me. Yeah. Was, was random. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was nice to me. He, he was, um, you know, of course, the ladies' man, like a lot of women and wanted him. He was him married. And... He was married. Yep, yeah, yep, he was yep, married. yeah, he was yep. married. Mm -hmm. uh... <laughs> and you had to have an abortion. No, that's no. Kiki. No, that wasn't Kiki either. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, PJ. Bad. Okay, no, PJ, that's Kiki who I had him from, right? But right, you right, said right, right, right. Right. Yeah, right. but I didn't have an abortion. No. No, you that that's was, that's Kiki. That's the that's that's Kiki. first baby. My first my first baby, yeah. I'm like, now wait a minute. Now, Joe, <laughs> I don't really move twice. You mean to tell me? <laughs> I know your life story better. You know your yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And so by this time you're not in school anymore. No. School was long gone, and here and and you were back at home with Bert. When I had um, Kiki, I was in Colombia. I had her in Colombia. I was staying with my sister. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And your sister Gail. Uh huh. Mm mm mm. Because now you with Terry. Yeah. 
I'm with Terry. Yeah, the one you couldn't let go. No, I guess not. In the beginning, you know, we I thought every every time I met someone who even showed me mm -hmm. uh, an ounce of of attention or what I perceive to be love, because that's right. what you're you're really looking for when you come from that type of environment. You just really want somebody to genuinely love you mm -hmm. unconditionally. Yeah. So when anyone even showed that I was like, okay, yeah, now this is, this is it. This is the one. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. And so Keith, Kiki was six months uh -huh. and you were pregnant again. Uh-huh. Tell me about the emotional turmoil you had to be in. Obviously a lot of fear. Yeah, excuse me. A lot of fear, obviously, uncertainty. Didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know what I was gonna do. Yeah, and pregnant so, again. Mm -hmm. You say I couldn't stay at births anymore. When my when my clothes started getting tighter, it was obvious. Uh huh. When Bert and Mister Billy came near me, I turned my back to them. I was, I wore oversized clothes to conceal. Uh huh. Uh -huh. How long you gonna keep trying to hide your stomach? Bert was telling me. Uh-huh. She already knew you was pregnant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now she did she put did she put you out? They did after um well, I don't know how far you want to go because I'm trying to think we discussed that last time, but she did not write then and there, no, but eventually they did. Yeah, because yeah. I, I want you. I want to go to when you had the baby because this broke my heart. When you didn't have a name for your baby, because uh -uh. I I I just knew that I wasn't going to keep her. I didn't want to. You didn't want the baby. Mm -mm. No. It's a girl, the doctor said. I was in so much pain. I showed no emotion. Here's your baby. The nurse came in the room holding her wrapped in a pink blanket, but I didn't reach for her. You don't want to hold your baby? The nurse asked me. I said no in a snappish tone. Okay, you had a tough labor, and I know you're tired. Get some rest, and I'll bring her back later. What the nurse didn't know was I had already made the decision to give my baby up for adoption. She returned later with my baby again. Are you ready to hold your baby now? No, I don't want to hold my baby. <laughs> I'm giving her up for adoption. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You what? Well, if you don't want her, I'll take her. And that's the nurse. Yeah, that's nurse. <clears throat> she took off down the hall with the baby. I could hear her talking to the other nurse. The girl down the hall says she don't want her baby and she's giving her up for adoption. She returned with another nurse. Guess because they were both black. They assumed they had the authority to criticize me. Baby, don't you know black folks don't give their children away? You need to keep your baby because we didn't give our babies away. No, no. And then she asked you what you want to name her. Um, and you said nothing. And yeah. the nurse looked at her and said, Ashley. She looks uh -huh. like Ashley. Yeah. And that is her name, Ashley. And that is her name today. Yeah. Her name uh -huh. is Ashley. Uh -huh. 
Mm-hmm. And you did give her up for adoption. Talk about that experience. You giving her up for adoption and then her father finding out and yeah. then how she ended up with her dad. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, fear will make you do uh, a lot of things that you normally wouldn't do when you're thinking with a rational mind. Right. And I was, it was one of the things that I, well, at the time I was thinking that this was the best thing for her because I didn't want to, I didn't, I had no idea how I was going to survive, what I was going to do. And then at, also because of dealing with postpartum depression, which they, mm-hmm. that wasn't talked about then. Right. I knew I was having these feelings of harming her. Mm. And these were real feelings. And it, it, it scared me because I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt her. And I, I don't need to be around her. Um, and she had colic. And of course, I don't know if, yeah, if your yeah. son didn't have colic, but anybody can tell you when you have a colic, your baby, it will literally drive you crazy. Yes. Because yes. you cannot stop them from crying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was really, it was really, really bad. So I knew I was like, okay, I have to, um, I have to give this baby to someone who can care for her. And so I had already talked to the social worker and she told me to call her even once I got home and I changed my mind. And that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. And then her father found out you did. He found out. Yeah. Um, because my my sisters, they came um, to visit knowing that I had given birth and they came to see her and uh, Bert had to tell her that I had given up for adoption. So, mm-hmm. of course, everybody was. Like I, you know, like in disbelief. And <clears throat> so then they, they contacted her dad and told her what I had done. And yeah, so he wow. came, he came to Hartsville from Columbia and, um, and got the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the time you were arrested. For the uh, child support? Well, or- well Cause your mama put a warrant out. Of, did your mama? I said, well, did your mama put a warrant out for you for no plot not paying child support? What? Well, okay. So what happens? What happens is whenever, um, obviously, if you have a child and the father is not participating, and you have to get on public assistance, they're going to ask you about the father. Like, where's the father? Can you give me his name, address, or you know, whatever they, because they're going to go after him. Like, if, if the if the government is paying, if we, if we have to pay you these benefits, then we have to recoup this from somebody else. So with this dad is not going to get off scot-free and think that we're just going to take care of this child. We're going to have to go after him. So with uh, my, my mom and Mr. Billy having uh Kiki and then of course later you find out that she was getting public assistance the whole time for me and Sean but because she was taking care of Kiki I guess they were like okay well she's here we need we need help so I'm just gonna go apply for aid and she had to give them and she didn't know PJ's information. So I'm I'm thinking, okay, they probably said, okay, well, where's the father? Well, we don't know. We don't even, well, they probably said, we don't even know who the father is, but where's the mother? And then they gave her, she had to give them my information. So I, they were like, if we can't get him, we're going to get the mom. So they right. came after me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that, that all that time it was accumulated because I didn't even know that I was supposed to pay child support. 
I didn't know that I was supposed to pay child support. And even when I found out, I'm like, how do you pay child support for your own child that you had? Why? That you gave birth to, but yeah. They, they grandma's house. <laughs> Basically, you no, know, she's staying with grandma until I get myself together. Right. But your, grandma, your mama wanted some money, child. That's a fool step. I was like, that, that, just, that was a whole nother level for me. I didn't know, I didn't know that could happen. What did you do, y'all? Oh, yeah. Take you to support, child support. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was talking yeah. about time when you you busted on Tony because you thought he was. Oh with, my god! Oh, with, oh yeah, he was by himself. Well, that was one of many times. Yeah, and you and this time you went to jail though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because I had done it so uh, I had done it so many other times that he was just trying not to. But yeah, at that time it was just so. So bad that I, I'm sure he probably said, okay, you know what? I, I don't know what else to do. Because Tony, Tony was the first man that really, that you really experienced real good chocolate oh. chip cookies with some strawberry on, on the top and butter pecan. It's crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah. And you was like, ain't nobody else gonna be getting this ice cream but me. <laughs> if it look like he going to the ice cream store, I'm gonna stop it. <laughs> Ooh, oh. And yo, but stopped it. And what your, what what was it, Miss Dottie said? Excuse me. I told you that boy out. Leave that boy alone. Eat up for long. Yeah. And you ended up in jail. Yeah. How how long did you stay? And, and okay, where is Sean? I always write in the book, where is Sean? Yeah, I, I, I get asked that. I, well, I was, people ask that a lot. Um, there were times that I just honestly didn't know where Sean was. Um, he <sighs> was just out there trying to survive, just like I was out there trying to survive. So I can't even imagine the things that he went through um, because he just, you know, he was just out there just, just probably being taken advantage of just as much as I was. But yeah, there were times that I just didn't know who he was. And then there were times, sometimes we would just kind of run into each other. And then I would say, well, where were you? Did you say last night? And he said, oh, I slept in a car. Um, or I slept on the ground and, and then probably, uh, it was shortly after that, that he started dating someone mm -hmm. and, um, she found out that he was sleeping in the car. She, she actually went to the house where she thought we lived, mm. but we never, we weren't, we weren't allowed to be inside this, to sleep inside the house. The man who owned the house, he gave us permission to sleep in his car. Right. And then you'll, you'll, you find out later on, um, or before then you find out that what he was doing, well, the way I had to repay him or what he said, I had to be repay him for sleeping in his car. Oh yeah. And then there were times, yeah, there were times that he would lock the car door because he knew that we were going to try to sleep in his car. He would just do that out of spite. Yeah. And lock the car doors, but the 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 girl that I that um <clears throat> Sean was dating at the time, when I started dating. She 
she went to his the man's house and she was the one who discovered that Sean was actually in the car and it was freezing. Mm. And she asked him like, why were you in the car? And he told her. And so she went to talk to her mother okay. and her mother said that he could stay there. So he did end up staying with her and her, her mother. That's good. And yeah. uh, Sean enlisted in the military, correct? Who? He, Sean. He, yeah. No, no, that was my brother Wade that I talked about. But no, Sean never. Married. Yeah, yeah Sean, Sean, that's like a Sean. Well, he he just he his, just, his, his career his his military was the jail. Yeah, yeah, he he started yeah. a life of of crime, which yeah, you know crime. that's that's pretty because much you he know. was trying to survive and, and right. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have another way. Right. right. Um, I want to talk about your sister's death, okay? Because you oh. you you moved to Atlanta, uh-huh. with your sister, um, with with Kiki. Uh-huh. I don't think you were pregnant. I don't think you had another baby at that point yet. I think you had some abortion. You, you had your first ab- abortion. When I moved after. to Columbia, that was the, my sister's death. That's the one who lived in Columbia. In Columbia. Yes, I moved there. So did you all know that she was dead when she was missing? Or did you have a feeling that she was dead? Her, I her, did. I did. Her, her boyfriend was was abusive, controlling, yeah. and now I know real quick. Y'all would take a trip to Hartsville. Was she seeing somebody in Hartsville? <laughs> you know what? I honestly can't say. I don't know oh. because I do, I know that when we went, a lot of times we went. She she would um go visit her um son's grandmother. Okay. Yeah, she would go visit them. That family. And sometimes I would, you know, be in the car. Sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes she would drop me off and I would just try to find the friends who I used to hang out with and be like, oh, yeah, I'm in Hearts for a little while. You know, just kind of run the street a little bit while she was where mm-hmm. she was doing. But yeah. But yeah. He, he he killed her not long after the mm-hmm. last trip. Um, right. Right. When she was, um, yeah. you know, it's like when she got it, finally said, OK, I'm leaving. I, I got myself mm-hmm. together. She got a good job. Uh-huh. And tell us about the moment y'all found out she was dead. Yeah. So she, she had already, because after that uh, scenario where we were, when we came back from Hartsville, he mm-hmm. attacked both of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I was able to get away and get, get her help. And then that's when she said that, okay, enough is enough. I'm done you know, filed the restraining order. Mm-hmm. She was going to move to Atlanta and move on mm-hmm. with her life. And um, and I don't know how it seemed like it was it wasn't even a month or it was just a couple of months maybe after that happened. Um, it was a very short period of time after that happened that for whatever reason she um, I don't know I don't know how how they ended up being together, but she clearly got in in. Well, he clearly he got in her car because from what we were told, he was driving her car and they were on their way to somewhere in North Carolina. And so. um, But I don't know what made her trust him enough to, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. But Um, yeah. And and she had so during the time that she was missing, he he was even still coming around, mm. acting as if he you know was concerned and he didn't know what happened and and I knew then I knew then that he had done something. Yeah, but yeah, I knew he had I knew he had done something. But you you don't you don't want to 
you know, you still want to, of course, hold out hope and think that, well, you know, maybe she'll be found alive or maybe, you know, but yeah. Lord bless her soul, rest her mm-hmm. soul. And she was found in the, in the trunk of the car. Yeah. Um, dead. Yeah. Um, and then there was Leon. Who yes. Was the neighbor. Yeah, he was. Well, he wasn't my sister's neighbor. He he was my neighbor. So when my sister sister came to visit me, yeah, she recognized him because he and one of her really good friends, they used to roommate. Yeah. I know you got an appointment. What time is your appointment again? Oh, oh, no, it's not until 530. Okay, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Because I'm like, we can't stop now. Yeah. So they were, they were, my sister and Leon's, uh, roommate my sister was really good friends with her and so they were all friends and when she came to visit me one day she saw him and she said oh I know him he's my friends uh they used to you know roommate he's a really mm-hmm. good guy yeah and so you and Leon start hanging out and y'all yeah. have y'all have what what you enjoy doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you yeah. get pregnant with Leon's baby yep and this is after Ashley because you right okay yeah after Ashley uh-huh. you, you went on a couple of years no no pregnancy yeah yeah and, and then uh, who who oh yeah oh yeah he got twenty two years um Linda's murder murder yeah got uh-huh. twenty two years out he should is he out now no he died years ago he died like back in the. He probably died like in the early nineties from in a prison. Bra- in prison. Yeah, he died in prison from a brain aneurysm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh-huh. Lord bless his soul as well. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you talked about the fish, the old wise tale of dreaming about fish pregnant. Y'all know if y'all dream about fish, somebody pregnant. Somebody pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like eating a watermelon seed and yeah. baby gonna grow in your stomach. <laughs> I cannot. Yes. But yes. those were the old wise tales. Um, uh-huh. So somebody had a dream about fish, and then you find out you're pregnant. Uh-huh. And Leon says, um, "You need to have an abortion." Oh yeah. Point blank. Period. No questions asked. Because I ain't got time to raise no chilling. Uh-uh. And you go and have the abortion. Uh-huh. Which he paid for. Yeah, he paid for it. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and then y'all start having relations again. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's almost like, <clears throat> you know, and of course you know this because you're a spiritual person. The soul ties uh-huh. that you gravitate to. Uh-huh. You know, after such a, a intimate moment that you have, you know, uh-huh. so now you got all these soul ties, and you right. and Leon, y'all went through forever, off and uh-huh. on for uh-huh. years. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I want to move to uh, Miss Jessie. <clears throat> uh. Let's talk about Miss Jessie. Yeah. Miss mm-hmm. Jessie was your and was your saving grace. Yes, she was. She was. Tell us about Miss Jessie. 
She was the the mother that I would have always wanted, um, never had. Um, she was just so loving and so caring. She had this really uh, young spirit because she was, I think, in her, I think she could have, she probably was around 62, 63 at the time mm -hmm. when I met her. Mm -hmm. um, she was originally from St. Louis and she had moved to, to Georgia and she had six biological children who were all grown, mm -hmm. but then she had already adopted a little girl when I think she was two. And mm -hmm. at the time I met her, the girl, the little girl was probably, I want to say she probably was about mm, 10 or 11, I think. Close somewhere to in there. Age, somewhere yeah, in there. Close, yeah, yeah, they were close in age. I, um, but yeah, so it was just one of those things where um, I'm already, I'm in a situation where I still don't know where I'm going to go because my, my sister Gail had, uh, she had already told me that she was getting ready to buy a house. Mm -hmm. um, at the, where we were living then was in Roswell. And she was getting ready to buy a house in Decatur. And she said that I wasn't going to be able to move with her to Decatur. So she didn't give me much notice. And I didn't even know how to go about or what I was going to do trying to find a place. And it was just really, really hard because I'm working. But then Kian, well, I said, well, that's her name, but Kiki. <laughs> so Kiki is in school and she's attending a school where um, I have to, when she gets off the bus, I have to be there to pick her up. Mm -hmm. Obviously at a certain time. Yep. 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 So I'm trying to make it work where, okay, I can get off work or I can take my lunch break and pick her up. And it was just so, so frustrating. And then when I um, picked her up that one day, she, she started getting off at the bus stop because where my sister Gail lived, she lived in some, condos that were right beside the apartment complex where Jesse lived. Mm -hmm. And when she got off the bus, when Kiki got off the bus, well, she started getting off the bus at that apartment complex because there were more children there. And then um, I, I, I'm, I'm talking to her and telling her, okay, you know, let's go. And she introduces me to the little girl. And she said, I want you to meet my friend. So she had already told the friend about our situation and the friend had already suggested like, oh, well, my, my mom who like with Jesse, who, you know, she called her mom cause she adopted her. She said, well, my mom, you all can come and stay with me and my mom. And, and I'm thinking, I don't know this lady and mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed because, but yeah, but it, it, it homeless, now you need some place. Yeah, to stay. Uh -huh. yeah. So we, cause your yeah, sister basically put you out basically. Oh yeah. 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 She was just like, you know, she, by that time she was already, it was, I was a burden on her too. She was really, really tired because she didn't really know I, I needed so much help and I didn't want to make it sound like, okay, she was just, just not, helpful but mm -hmm. every everybody doesn't know how to help everybody and thank you for listening to the finding peace within podcast with lisa l dalton now remember you can always connect with me on social media facebook under lisa dalton twitter at i am lisa l dalton instagram lisa.dalton and linkedin lisa l dalton Visit my website, findingpeacewithin.org, where you can read some of my blogs, find the books that I've written, 
listen to previous podcasts, and even some of the workout videos that I've created. Until next time, remember, to find peace within, a centered soul is a centered mind. Be blessed.